This is the Unintelligent Chat Show. A place for chuckles and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week and invariably fall short. Over to you, gentlemen. Hey, Rob. Hey, Lloyd, and thanks, Gandorf, as usual, for our wonderful introduction. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, we have a very special episode today, but uh, we'll get into that in just a second, Rob. We have to go through our usual spiel of the usual very sp- specific... <laughs> no, Lloyd, the usual spiel of welcome to the Unintelligent Chat Show podcast. Episode uh, 8. Episode 8. Special episode. Season 3. We've got heaps going on. Uh, it's exciting. We will get to drinks. But first, Lloyd, uh, you have a, a very, very special distance for us. That's what you told me before, anyway. It's super special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, between us, Rob, between Boston and Perth, there are 169,954,545 and a half light bulbs. <laughs> uh, I forgot that number almost before you were finished saying it. Uh, just do the uh, first bit. <laughs> It's 170 million. 170 million light bulbs. I assume you took a specific light bulb measurement from your house. Uh, No, I Googled it. You Googled light bulb measurement? How do you I don't have light bulbs. We live by candlelight here. (laughs) (laughs) You would. Uh, That's a lot of light bulbs. Yes, it is. And Uh, that segue will make sense in a moment. Right now, it's just random light bulbs. But Rob, why is today, (laughs) what's special about Uh, Today is hugely special because we have Kate and Andrew from the Let's Talk Petty podcast joining us. Hey, guys. How you going? Hello. Hello. We're doing good. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for joining us to talk. (laughs) I feel like we're like, yeah, we'll have the guys on the show. And then we're like, what should we do on the show? Oh, we'll just entirely steal their format for one episode of our show. I think that's cool, right? It It is cool. We have litigation pending. (laughs) That's a whole, well, yeah, we'll do a a true true crime, true litigation podcast uh, on the court proceedings. It'll be fun. And if you guys want to do an episode that's badly edited, recorded late, not really about anything, then we're okay if you want to take our format. Well. Yeah, cool. yeah, feel free. <laughs> I'm down. Maybe that's our settlement. <laughs> yeah, you get to do one. Uh, tell us a little bit about Let's Talk Petty and yourselves and, and anything else that's on your mind. Well, our episodes are all about petty in modern times and through history, just how much it affects just the outcome of so many things that people just don't even realize. Because mm. when you look back, especially in history, you don't realize how petty people are and how much it made them make their decisions and then it affected everyone around them. So like, it's a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, so many. Um, I have I have to admit one thing that uh, I think we've followed each other on socials for a little while before we teed this up. And mm-hmm. I've always just read it as let's talk pretty. Until quite recently. I didn't know why. I just looked at it and I was like, let's talk pretty. I still don't understand. We talk all the pretty. <laughs> all pretty. <laughs> I'm sure we've talked about some pretty people. <laughs> Look, you guys are pretty people. It's It made sense to me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's all we do on our podcast. That's what really. we, we compliment each other. <laughs> how we are. Looking awesome today. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration for, for Let's Talk Petty? Because it's a super... Super unique idea. I don't think I've seen it anywhere else in the vast podcast world. It all came from one of my coworkers who is insane and she's <laughs> super ridiculously petty. Uh-huh. And we were talking about, I was telling him a story of her being mad about who knows what petty thing she was being mad about. And so I said to Andrew, well, you know, that's how history is. Petty, petty all the time. People are just really petty. And I said like the Hatfields and McCoy. And he's oh, like, yeah. who is that? And I was like, what? How do you not know who that is? And Let me like, sit oh, you down for an know. hour and tell you specifically what yes, happened. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. And then I was like, oh, my God, this should be a podcast. This is hilarious how much people don't realize how petty yeah. affects everyone, like, all the that's time. Awesome. And that built the premise for what we do, where I didn't really know anything much about it other than really the names. So we, uh, one person will look up the story for the week and mm. get all the details about it. The other person has really no idea. They kind of go in blind and just kind of listen and comment 
as we're going. So kind of makes it interesting. That is a great idea. Lloyd, we should do less research for our poorly researched show <laughs> and go in more blind. That <laughs> damn great idea. Uh, that and is- you guys also just hit a, you just did your finale, right? 25 episodes of our first season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. We're still going to do yeah, some really mini cool. episodes that we put out every week, which are just generally about, hopefully about 15 minutes long. Sometimes they get stretched, but we're <laughs> still going to put those out like on 30. Fridays. <laughs> awesome. I get ranting sometimes. I <laughs> Look, you, you have to. Uh, yeah, that's super cool. I, I assume season two is coming. It will be. We're yeah. taking a little bit of time off. We're doing some traveling and yeah, just awesome. taking some downtime a little bit, and then we're going to be back for our second season. Awesome. Look forward Great. to it. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show. We've got some... So, yeah, like I said before, we've basically stolen your format. So, for those listening, uh, we are talking petty things, historical grudges, uh, and and the like. Uh, so, it should be quite good. Uh, but before, first- we, before we dive in, I do have a personal petty story that I'd love to say was inspired by having you guys on, but I guess I'm just a petty person. I think you are. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's no, between the two it. of you. Aww, uh, no, oh, that would be great. No, it's not. <laughs> So I didn't even realize I'd done this until like it was I did it a few weeks ago and then yesterday my wife was frantically searching the closet for her favorite pair of running shorts and then it clicked and I was like oh my god I put the laundry away 3 weeks ago and I was mad at you and I hid your favorite <laughs> running shorts <laughs> Did you really yeah, so I, I had to sheepishly go into the closet and like go between the suitcases and get her running shorts back out. You didn't play uh, the fool like, okay, oh, that is awesome. look, I found these. They seem to have fallen down the back. <laughs> I thought it was funny enough that I could I could own up to it. And luckily she laughed. But. Yeah, nice. What, what I, did- think we, I think we've got a new mini episode we can talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, spousal pettiness. Uh, what did, Modern what did, feuds. What did Kim do that was really not that bad, just bad enough for you to throw her running short somewhere she couldn't find No idea. No idea. (laughs) That makes it even better that you don't even remember. Oh, it was the pettiest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ashamed, but also it's a great story. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. (laughs) Poor Kim. (laughs) Um, So, before we get stuck into it proper, Lloyd, what are you drinking this fine Sunday morning Boston time? Well, I don't have any Guinness... But a friend of mine works at a brewery and gave me what she asked the brewer, if someone like Guinness, what would you give them? And he gave her this milk stout, which Ooh. is very delicious, but it's 10 o'clock in the morning and it's 14%. So it's a, li- <laughs> it's a little dicey. <laughs> That's wow. very dicey for a Sunday. What's it? What is it entitled? Milk stout. But it's literally just, just milk, says stout. milk stout. It's not like face punch milk stout. 14% is a lot. Yeah. Apparently, they're very understated with their beverages yeah wow uh and and folks you guys are i don't know what the time difference between boston and florida they're on is. the east coast as well so yeah pretty much same, same, same yeah east nice coast. so morning so for you as well what if uh what are you supping on this morning coffee coffee of course. coffee and water it's, it's it's very healthy of you guys great job probably a wise call for <laughs> think, sunday morning yeah. Hi, thank you <laughs> me and lloyd podcasting has led to a significant increase in day drinking <laughs> which i'm not sure is a good thing well we're only yeah. on season we're only finished season one so maybe by season three we'll be right there <laughs> <laughs> oh, that started from episode one for us <laughs> straight it's into really it. it's the time it's 12 hours so right now it's it's 11 p.m for rob so it's going to be morning for one of us and if we're drinking i don't want to be drinking water while rob's Putting away beers. So. Putting away. Yeah, that would be so lame of you. Yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, in that, given that it's 11 a.m., I have to go, 11 a.m., p.m., you guys have to go to work tomorrow. Today, I am drinking a, I think it was called a Shannon Pilsner, and it is 8%, and it's delicious. Mm. It looks delicious. Yeah, it's we do good. have to work later, so we can't, we can't be day drinking right now. <laughs> On a Sunday? Oh, man. Yes, on a Sunday. We're such losers. <laughs> or you're like, you guys, uh, you're probably like doctors you... or something serving the community. <laughs> <laughs> I guys, wish I was going to work for something cool like that. No, <laughs> nope. no, we don't. But we do work for the same company, ironically. Yeah, nice. Same company, same not podcast. the same you guys place. are inseparable. We yeah. really are. We're even in the same room right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, no need to play one-ups with us. Me and Lloyd can't be in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Yeah, we're just bragging right now. <laughs> it's expensive for us. <laughs> All right. That is that is introductions. Let us kick right off, Lloyd. What did we collectively 
uh, learn this week on our stolen format podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you and I are going to go through a few uh, famous feuds, historical rivalries. Yeah. So, I mean, we we I guess we started with like, ah, we'll do like famous grudge matches. Kind of fits the theme with Let's Talk Petty. And I was immediately like English versus the French because uh, I don't know if Lloyd, Lloyd has Welsh uh, well, you're basically Welsh, <laughs> not, not basically, 100% Welsh, I think. Uh, and my folks are English, and so I think it just kind of gets like gets like bred into you, right? That you you just dislike the French. I don't know if it's the same in Wales, but in England, it's like you're English. We dislike the English. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So I was like, England versus France. It's going to be a great grudge match, and I started to do a little bit of reading and research on it, and it was it was. It did not suit. It was too intelligent. It was yeah, all... It's mostly serious history. <laughs> yeah, like, here's some genuine history and some, like, well-thought-out geopolitical analysis of why people hate each other across the English Channel. And I was like, yeah. well, that is not going to work. And so, we decided to uh, look up a few famous feuds and, and do a little bit of quickfire. Um, yes, sir. So, I think, Lloyd, you have one to kick us off with. Yeah, the first one we were going to start with was... Uh, Edison and Tesla, famous 19th century inventors. Mm. Now, we've talked about Mr. Edison before on another episode from before. <laughs> yes, his assistant invented uh, Christmas fairy lights. Oh, yeah, that was yeah Christmas special, season one. Uh, go yeah. back and listen to it if you want to learn about fairy lights, because I assume we're not talking about them today. No, uh, and I don't know what your research told you, but I basically came to the conclusion that their feud was mostly dramatized by the media. Really? In fact, was between their two companies and was more of a corporate rivalry than any like big clash of personalities. Uh, I, uh, it sounds like you probably read more than I did, so why, why don't you give us the lowdown? Oh, one, one website. <laughs> I found a website that said this, and I was like, great, I buy that 100%. <laughs> it sounds right. Well, wh- why don't you give us a little bit of a context, and then I'll tell you where I think you're wrong. <clears throat> great. So, like every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and guys, feel free, if you believe Lloyd or I are wrong as well, please jump in, because... We so often we haven't done we haven't particularly done this one yet, but it is on our list for season two. So you're and giving us some information to use for yeah. So oh, we'll just, just assume everything is true. I, I would be knowledge of it. I, I would think. be careful <laughs> with what we say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> General knowledge, though, I do think it was more between them. But I do want to hear what you say. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a genuine thing, Lloyd. So so spilled beans. Well, what I read was that there was competition between them because uh, Edison uh, preferred direct. I, actually, I can't remember which way it went around. Yeah, yeah he was. Write it down. He was DC. He was direct current. He was and, DC. And uh, Tesla was alternating current, which was much more efficient, but at the time also a lot more dangerous. So their companies, the Edison Company and Westinghouse, where Tesla worked, competed uh, at a corporate level for electrical dominance at the time. Um, and while they obviously were two very famous people, it seems like they quite liked each other and respected each other. But a lot of their feud came about through litigation at a corporate level rather than them shouting at each other. Really? There's a few, there's a few instances. Of, uh, there's a couple quotes I found between them where they kind of shoot each other down. But it sounds to me like there was kind of a intellectual respect between them. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So, I mean, they, they did end up working at separate companies, right? But um, Tesla started out working for Edison. Yeah. So, he was, he was younger. One so, of they the were pretty that... much frenemies then, from what you found. Yeah, I think that's... A frenemies cool. that respected each other a little bit. Yeah. I think it's hard to not have a rivalry develop when you're both sort of at the top of your game in one field that is also cutting edge field and the media is lapping it up. It's hard... Not to be rivals. I think it kind of comes with the territory. I disagree with your single source, based on my single source. Uh, that I, th- I think they, I think they did get at each other a little bit because Tesla worked for Edison, kind of a, a kind of read like straight out of college. Uh, he was like a, an educated electrical engineer, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work for the big dog, Thomas Edison." He, yeah, I think they probably started off. A little bit amicable, but um, Tesla thought that Edison's 
methods were kind of pretty old school. He obviously was a big advocate for AC current where uh, Edison was in DC. So I think they clashed academically. And then at one point I read that Edison was like, I will give you $50,000 if you can improve the efficiency of my prototype dynamos. And I'm not going to explain that because everyone knows what prototype dynamos are. So we'll, we'll just push on. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, and so Tesla was like, sweet. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, worked tirelessly at it for, for a few weeks and it succeeded in improving the efficiency of prototype dynamos. And Edison was like, Oh, great, great job. Here's a $10 a week raise. The, uh, the fifty thousand dollars that was that was an American joke. You don't get it because Tesla's from somewhere in Europe, which I didn't write down. So I read that as well. Um, the one source that I read said that Edison was likely not involved in any of those conversations. He was running the company, not dealing with with salary negotiations. Um, and it was his manager that laughed it off as a practical joke. It actually so Tesla kept a really um, detailed diary nerd and it doesn't appear in the diary at the time <laughs> 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 fucking nerd <laughs> when when tesla mentions that it's also around the same time that he thinks pigeons are talking to him so he's sort of <laughs> <on a> mental <laughs> decline a little bit and during the time when this happened his diary doesn't mention anything about a bonus anything about machines anything about edison betraying him so it's was it maybe the pigeons telling him? And that's <laughs> why it all got mixed up. <laughs> maybe next episode will be Nicholas Tesla versus pigeons. <laughs> versus the next historical yes. rivalry. <laughs> oh, pigeons well, are lying to him. Yeah. I was sitting on the perch and I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hear anything, those pigeons. <laughs> Stupid pigeons. Wow, that's weird. A couple episodes in a row that we've had pigeons on the show. We haven't had pigeons on the show. Pigeons have come up on the show. What? That you haven't had pigeons <laughs> on the show? That would be uh, a boring guest episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you, you can just, speak pigeon. You just haven't met the right pigeon yet. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give them a chance. You're right. There are a lot I of, like your optimism. There are a lot of pigeons in the sea. <laughs> We're going to do an episode like that, Lloyd, where I'll pretend to be a pigeon and you can run the show. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Well, we started. I whistled at you the other day uh, mm -hmm. as part of one of Rob, the episodes. I'll Rob tried you. to teach me a new language. I didn't know the language. Yeah, oh, I no. didn't understand what you were saying either. I was like, nope, unbelievable! Didn't, you guys didn't get it. You guys didn't don't speak. Get it. Yeah. Well, we I'll, don't speak whistling. <laughs> I'll we try. speak a very rustic whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like from the south. I guess yes. different dialect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're 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 reading Lloyd Edison, Edison and Tesla just best friends. This is revelation, revelatory. Uh, it said that they they didn't hate each other, but that there there was some conflict. I have a pretty funny quote I could read out, but I'll save that for the after what you've got to say about it. Oh, uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. I thought they, I thought the whole thing, like where he was at the company and then he did this thing and then he resigned straight after that. So if he was talking to pigeons um, at the point of that story, I assume he still resigned from the Edison Electric Co. or whatever they were called. And he, then he went and like tried to start his own thing and then ended up joining Westinghouse or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't fact check any of this. This is just—I'm <laughs> just telling you what a website told me. So. <laughs> oh lordy, the uh, website was Edison versus Tesla Rumors dot com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a lot of things I was trying to find. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I mean, so the way I read it was that you know that story that I recounted before happened. He quits because he's like, "This is bullshit, Edison." Uh, and then he like bums around town for a little bit because he doesn't have a job, and then ends up like uh, getting a job with Westinghouse and patenting a bunch of uh, AC current related things. Uh, in the meantime, you know, like slandering Edison and Edison. I think this actually happened. Edison did a bunch of demonstrations to try and demonstrate how dangerous AC current was and how why everyone should adopt DC current uh, by, like, publicly electrocuting animals? Yeah. Oh, elephants, yeah. He was elephants? Like, the whole thing. Yeah. And he did dogs, I think, too. Yeah, oh. if I'm remembering correctly. I did not look up anything because I don't want it to get ruined when Andrew does the episode. I want my reactions <laughs> to be real. This is just general knowledge of, like, years ago where I read it. I think it was dogs, too. It was... It was weird. That's pretty, that's pretty, like, I was going to say, like, people have painted Edison as a villain in this story. That's pretty villainous for me. 
Yeah. The end of the article I read was like, if you're trying to pick either of them as being a hero, you'd better come loaded with excuses because they've both done really shitty things. What did Tesla do apart from <laughs> talk to pigeons? That doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> he electrocuted all of those pigeons. <laughs> Stop talking to me. <laughs> Let me show you some AC current, bitch. <laughs> that is that is absolute slander. I have no evidence of that. Uh, does it, does it, is it slander if he's well dead? <clears throat> I'm sure he has a has an estate. His family could come after me. We're very influential here at the Unintelligent Chat Show. No. If, as we are, too. Yeah, we always say that, too. I'm like, we're going to die. Someone's going to kill us from this. Yeah. I would actually be stoked if the Tesla family came after us. Imagine all the fame, yes, Lloyd. I always say that, too. Oh, the free marketing? Yeah. Unbelievable. It'd be great. I will say, if you have any personal heroes and you try to do research to see if they're petty or not or have any petty feuds, you definitely will come away... Not like a different <laughs> viewpoint of the people that you look up oh, because no. you find out so many other things about them. They're like, they did that really. Uh, yeah. Who was a person kind of changes your viewpoint? Who was a personal hero that you looked up? Dish. I don't know about a personal hero. Well, um, we've definitely learned some things about, like, for example, uh, we did no the we did the Houdini versus. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What was his? Yes, uh, Houdini and um, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, oh, Arthur yeah. Conan Doyle, and he oh, was just yeah. a, as you think of him as just a great writer, but mm. he just had a lot of quirks about him that I never knew about, and well, it just kind of my... changed my perception. And yeah. Houdini was Broke she was really heart. bashed by Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just crushing all of your heroes. Uh, my little tag on to the end of that is that uh, they called. This, or it was known as the current war, uh, and I somehow ended up on the band ACDC. I'd never thought about the band's name, but it, it's to do with alternating current versus direct current, but not. Fun fact, they were the two founding members of ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, they probably look better in death than the existing founding members of ACDC oh. in life. <laughs> That's a fact. I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I, I believe it, Lloyd. Do you believe it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would love to see Edison just like throwing his hair back and forth, just <laughs> shredding a that solo. Was, that was dangerously close to whipping hair back and forth, Lloyd. Electric guitar, obviously. Of course. Uh, anyway, ACDC. Apparently, their name came from uh, one of their sisters just in some house, saw it on a sewing machine. It had written on the side AC DC oh. to indicate that it used both AC and DC current, and they wrote it down under cool band names and ended up using it. There wow, you go. That's so random. Super that is a cool random. Band name. I guess they weren't wrong. Yeah, it that. kind of flows off the tongue, doesn't it? I mean, they were wildly popular. I'm led to believe. Yeah, they sold a couple albums. Couple albums. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, you had a quote for us to, to round I this. I do. I have I have a a round off slash segue quote that I'll read to you guys. Oh. Okay, can I do my quote first then? Because it's not a segue quote. Oh, this is segue quotes. So go ahead. Okay, good. Uh, so, this added to my, my thoughts on why they had a genuine feud. When Edison died, Tesla is written as, as saying, Oh, do we know where Tesla was from? What kind of accent should I, should I be lending this? I have no idea where he's from. Not sure. That's just, yeah, I don't like, know. German? We'll, we'll just oh, go for like a Russian. general just no, go Eastern, Eastern General European. Eastern European. Oh, this is going to be yeah. crap. All right, here we go. In this <laughs> political landscape, Rob, this is a very bold choice. For <laughs> oh, 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 maybe I won't do it. Maybe I'll just, what about just Camp German? How about that? Camp German, that's our favorite. <laughs> it's one of our classics. Uh, <laughs> if he had a needle to find in a haystack, he would not stop to reason where it was likely to be, but would proceed at once with feverish diligence as with the feverish diligence of a bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. I was almost a sorry witness of such doings, knowing that a little Syrian calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. <laughs> and that, that everyone was Nikola Tesla. That I need was, to Google where believable. he's from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's where he's from, that was not He's bad. definitely not German. It was some, I think it was just some, <laughs> just some Eastern European country. It was one of the Eastern Bloc countries, I believe. He's from Croatia. Uh, but uh, technically, he was born in the Austrian Empire. Oh, of history, pretty I, applicable. I, I so, was thinking yeah. Uh, but uh -huh. anyway, I don't know if the, the the thing of the quote came through, but like, 
I think the whole thing was that Edison was hugely into just like deep experimentation to find his things like line by line, boring stuff. And Tesla would actually think about it because he knew stuff and then get to the answer quicker. I just use my brain. <laughs> Pretty much is what he's saying in way too many words. Uh, all right, Lloyd, what you got? My, my segue quote. <clears throat> it takes a thousand men to invent a telegraph or a steam engine or a phonograph or a photograph or a telephone or <laughs> any other important thing. And the last man gets the credit and we forget the others. He added his little might and that is all he did. These object lessons should teach us that 99 parts of all things that proceed from the intellect are plagiarisms. Pure and simple, and the lesson ought to make us modest, but nothing can do that. Oh, deep and meaningful. Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. Wow. Smooth segue, Lloyd. Smooth segue he into our next- He actually was talking about those pigeons that Tesla <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was such a long quote that I don't know what happened at the beginning of it. They were, steal- Basically, well, they were saying, stealing yeah. from Tesla, the pigeons. Uh, pigeon. Yeah, it's all about the pigeon thieves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, blowing it wide open once more. Uh Mark Twain. So I'm pretty sure you guys you guys know a bunch about this one because uh, it was covered in season one. Is that correct? Correct. We correct. Did. So I'm going to briefly sum it up, and then you're going to tell me everything that I got wrong. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. So Lloyd, you have mentioned Mark Twain. Uh, our second quickfire grudge, which according to time will probably be our last, because we're talking too much crap. Yes. Uh, So, Mark Twain, which we've actually talked about before in a different capacity, episode two of this season, uh, he featured strongly on our, uh, it was basically, uh, what was that episode? Like historical burns? Yeah, it was sick burns when I listened to that one. Because I was like, I can't think of anything that I learned this week except for like one quote from Winston Churchill. And I was like, ah, that's a thing that people did. (laughs) Uh, So, it's Mark Twain. Uh, apparently just had this like deep rage against the U.S. Postal Service, uh, which, of, of course, from here on in, we will refer to as USPUS uh, for all the Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans out there. Can I, mm-hmm. can I get a holler? Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, good. I'm Special glad you Agent know Jack Donger. <laughs> Great episode. <laughs> USPUS. Uh, <clears throat> Mark Twain versus the post office. So, this is what I got out of this. Uh, Twain wrote... He wrote, like, he obviously a writer, wrote a bunch about his hate for Uspus uh, over the period. It seems to be, like, over multiple decades. So, his hate mm-hmm. runs, like, deep. Yeah. Uh, and because of his wonderful way with words, um, I've, I've got a few of his quotes in there because, like, uh, they're just, they're so good. They He's did, a great writer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they featured in our burns. We didn't come across any of the historical burns directed at the post office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe because he just insulted everyone his entire life. There were too many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, when he was younger, he worked for a senator in Nevada. Uh, and someone wrote, <laughs> someone wrote in asking for their town to be given a new post office. And he took mm. the liberty to reply himself instead of the senator. Uh, and his... His reply read thus, what mischief do you want with a post office? If any letters came there, you couldn't read them. No, don't bother about a post office. What you want is a nice jail, <laughs> which I, I guess is what you would want if you couldn't get a post office. It, it was a mining town. And so, he was oh. basically insinuating that these people were not intelligent enough to read or write mail and that they were just going to end up in jail. Yeah, he was feeling a little that's, icky there. That's not even mean to the post office. That's just mean to everyone. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Come on, Mark. Which is how he was sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a dick. So, in 1879, a new regulation was introduced uh, requiring letters to be addressed more specifically. I I didn't know this, but apparently previously you you could just write the name of whoever you wanted to send a letter to and their city that they lived in, and Aspus would would manage to deliver it. I guess there were, like, less people, so that's easier. That's what I thought, because that that would never work today. I was fully against Mark Twain on this argument. Yeah. Me too. The whole time that we did this episode, I was just like, and now he does not, he's not thinking ahead here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently now, yeah, now this le- legislation's come in and he needs to put more details on the letter. And he just goes, I think it complained that there were just words utterly wasted. And it was a burn of everyone's time and money just to write a few more details on these letters. And this is one of my favorite quotes from this one. He goes, isn't it odd that we should take a spasm every now and then? 
and go spinning back into the dark ages once more. <laughs> After having put in a world of time and money and work, toiling up into the highlights of modern progress about having to write the address on a letter. It's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine him just like, imagine he's like sitting in, at his desk, maybe having heard the news and he's just like, does the whole like table flip? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Except in, that's what I would say now. He would say whatever I just said. 50,000 yeah. words to describe what the fuck. He actually broke it down into how much time everybody wasted he writing did, extra things on the front of the envelope to get the letters where they needed to go. He, he calculated it he all did the math. a second. He oh did. He did Lord. the math. Wow. I mean, that's probably one of the pettiest things I've ever heard of. Yeah. How much time was wasted? So, he estimated that there would be 30 million people writing average 10 extra words a day. Oh, man. So, 300 million extra words were going to be written. And to him, this was just a huge waste of time, which was 15 million minutes fooled away, quote unquote. Fooled away. <laughs> for but writing a few extra words on the front of an envelope. Shouldn't he like words? Yeah. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> he he wasted so much more time with this petty feud. Like the words he wrote, yeah. like how much effort he put into it, wasted so much more time than actually just putting the little bit extra on the envelope. Yeah, and he was assuming, oh, I guess at that point, people sent letters every day. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I sent a letter. But well, he now, also but used then that's the way they did it. So, mm. He used so many superfluous words. All of his sentences are like four or five times longer than they needed to be to yeah, get but point across. Don't they, yeah. don't they make you feel inferior, Lloyd? So inferior. That's what he was going for. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, and they that's had petty as well. It, yeah. It, and they had to change it because they were getting 30,000 letters every day that were sent to, uh, that they were going to a big warehouse is undeliverable. Because they, so they, had they only something. had a name in a city and they were like, Ugh. correct. <laughs> Yellow House in Boston. That's really? Help. They used to address yeah. stuff. Wow. That, yeah, 30,000 letters a day. Yeah, like good call, post office. Come on, Mark. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes total sense to me. So, the rest of this is I read that he, uh, he, he wrote an editorial about how much he hated it, calling out the postmaster general. And the postmaster general tried to respond and explain, you know, that, that exact reason for these new regulations. Like, come on, Mark, it's not working. We need to be better. And apparently, Mark uh, wrote in his editorial in response, you are not the post office department but only an irresponsible, inexpensive, and unnecessary appendage to it. That's a solid burn. It's really good. Eat shit, Postmaster General. <laughs> Did you get the bit about the, the dog? That was my favorite part the of dog. that response. Yeah. No. He said uh, that he endeavored to wag the dog in... in, in oh, my goodness. Blah, blah, blah. In response to the person who tried to explain why they made the decision... Um, Mark Twain said that this person endeavored to wag the dog when he should be waiting for the dog to wag you because he is the tail and the <laughs> post office is the dog. Wow. So rude. <laughs> yeah, I think this was just someone in the postmaster general's office. Like yeah. The postmaster general didn't even bother wasting their time yeah. responding. <laughs> Good. <laughs> they shouldn't have. Um, and so, after, after this regulation came into effect, I read that Twain... Uh, didn't have a friend's address because all he did was write names and cities. And so, he tried to meet the requirements and uh, addressed his letter in the following way. To Mr. C.M. Underhill, who is in the coal business in one of those streets there and is very respectably connected, both by marriage and general <laughs> descent. He's a tall man and old, but also without any gray hair, and he used to be handsome. Buffalo, New York, from Mark Twain. P.S. He's a little bold on top of his head. <laughs> that is a phenomenal address. I, was, I, 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 I love that there's a time in history where you could address things like that. Yeah, and they delivered and, it. Uspis were and like... He was complaining. He was complaining about 10 extra words on the front <laughs> of the yeah. He puts so much like 50 more. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And Uspis were like, all right, Mark. And then they delivered it to this man that was apparently not bold, but just a bit getting old, used to be handsome, etc., etc., etc. They probably saw it was from Mark Twain. They're like, we got to make sure this letter gets there. <laughs> We're <laughs> sick of his letters. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mark. The it ironic part about all of that, and I don't know if you're going to touch on it, is nope. that <laughs> Uspis actually released a commemorative stamp of Mark Twain. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. 2011, they came out with a Mark Twain stamp. Yeah, we wow. came up with a whole 
we could do snark mark mail now when you want to send uh, a petty letter to somebody. They would call it snark mark mail, and you have to use a Mark Twain stamp. Uh, a Mark That's Twain awesome. stamp and, you know. and an incredibly long address. Yes, and then you know, oh, crap, I got some snark mark mail. <laughs> it's, not gonna be also, well. it's not going to go well for me. I read on about that stamp that it only works domestically, and he also had beef with the British post office because they charge too much, so yes. that would also annoy him. Yep. Wow, do you reckon he just, like, do you reckon everything he did was just, like, this one massive elaborate, like, it's all part of his deep comedy, or he was just so bitter at the whole world? Imagine. I th- I think he was an angry man, but I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah, like it. he was an angry man. He had an opinion about everything and yeah. wanted everyone to know. It sounds exhausting. Which is why I liked him so much. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, he's great language. entertainment. <laughs> oh, so good. Rob, I think we were going to do a third one. Um, no, we've we've smashed through the time. We're out of time. We'll, but, uh, we'll, well, but, we'll, but, but, no, but, but, Lloyd, my butt. <laughs> but what, Lloyd? We were going to do Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, and we don't have time, but I would like to say the qu- quote that Betty Davis said after Joan Crawford's death. Ah, uh, it's a banger. Hard. Let me just give you a little bit of context for it real quick. No, I won't. Just go listen to um, Let's Talk Petty. Uh, what episode was that one? Ooh, oh you're gonna have to give. I me think a it's early-ish. I remember. Yeah, it's one right of in the middle ones. of our season. Somewhere, season one. Let's talk petty. They cover this in far more detail than we ever could. So go and listen to that. That will be a context. Then come back. I don't and- think I have this quote though. Oh, well, consider this quote a teaser for that episode. Oh, um, yeah, and then come back and re-listen to this episode for those extra yeah. downloads. Betty Davis was asked after Joan Crawford's death how she felt, what she thought, and she said, you should never say bad things about the dead, only good. Joan Crawford is dead. Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I loved her so much. They were (laughs) savage. I think Betty Davis was like, she was was mostly, she was the the antagonist in most of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, she was very bitter. One of her other quotes before she moved on was like, Crawford slept with every male star at MGM, except Lassie. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh lordy. Yeah, it's a great it's a great feud. Definitely listen to um Let's Talk Petty's episode on it because it is hilarious. That's episode ten. Nice. Episode ten. Actually just listen to all their episodes, but when you get yeah. to episode ten, think yeah. of us. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> and then come listen to this. <laughs> just a vicious cycle. Uh all right, Rob, we've 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 enough. droned on for long enough. Um We uh, have. We didn't even get through all of it. That's how much we droned. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, on that note, we will end our segment and Kate and Andrew of Let's Talk Petty, please tell us what you learned this week. So you gave us the idea when we first heard you were doing England and France. <laughs> Before we failed. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, out, fi- trying to figure out, speaking of segues, how to segue into ours. And nice. so I came out with some information about the United States versus France. Yeah. Basically, this feud happened after 9-11. Yes. When everybody in the world hated Al-Qaeda, wanted the United, everyone wanted to go into Iraq, making this super political. But mm. basically, two countries didn't weren't going to support it, which was Russia and China. And France also was... They weren't opposed, but they weren't going to support it. They said they were going to use their veto to stop it, which yeah. made all sorts of Americans and people in the world, but especially Americans, because of the attack happened in the United States, mm. and made them very against the French. So basically what they did is there was a restaurant in North Carolina that kind of started this all off Mm. and they changed the name of their French fries to freedom fries because they wanted nothing to do with the French. (laughs) Like, I guess like retrospectively at the time in the culture, maybe it's like, it's all very heightened, but it seems pretty petty and And apparently they did this. Apparently, they did this after what happened after World War One with, with German food. Apparently, <laughs> Americans were changing sauerkraut to Liberty Cabbage. I hate it so much. <laughs> I, Frankfurters were called Liberty Dogs. Liberty Dogs. I think Liberty Cabbage is awesome. <laughs> like, who is sitting there like, we got to do something about this cabbage? Yeah. I am not calling it that. The sauerkraut? German- no way. <laughs> Guys, the Germans are going to win unless we change the name of their food. <laughs> 
Liberty. Hey, maybe they would have if they didn't, and I'm being a jerk for no reason. Maybe. Uh, Liberty Cabbage, I think, has like a has quite a ring to it, though. Freedom Fries, you're like, yeah, come on. But Liberty Cabbage, oh, ring those bells, boy. <laughs> and so there was a congressperson, Bob Nay, Bob Nye, I don't know. Um, Bob, but he actually- Bob Nye, the lack of science guy. Lack yes. of science, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he took it and ran and actually got the three of the cafeterias in the United States Capitol building to change every sign that they had that said French fries and French toast to freedom <laughs> fries and freedom toast. That was almost my favorite part of this because I was just expecting French fries to freedom fries. And then I read up and I was like, oh, also freedom toast, you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't click for a second that it was French toast. And I was like, we're just... Everything is freedom. Toast. Freedom toast. Freedom eggs. Get yourself some- You know what I love about it is that it's it's like French toast or French fries is like the FR toast. And they were like, we need to change it because fuck the French. But also, like, let's keep the FR because we need some consistency. We don't want to confuse people. It's got to be for something. People can't be confused. I thought the funniest was when he was quoted for this. You could tell he couldn't even think of more things from French fries because he said, since the French are backing down from the war, French fries and French everything <laughs> needs to be banned. Like he, could, he came right. up with French fries and then he's like, oh, I don't know what else there is. <laughs> All right, guys. All French things. Just get it out of, get it out of country. Just everything. Oh, the, man. The one funny thing that I found was um, after this all came out on Saturday Night Live when they did their weekend update segment and talking about how ridiculous it was, Tina Fey made a comment in her news update and she said, in a related story in France, American cheese is referred to as idiot cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, that that uh, Yes, solid burn. But I really thoroughly enjoyed the quotes from that uh representative from the french embassy did you guys read that yes yes fire away then carry on i'm just waiting for you to get to that it's my favorite bit (laughs) um let's see get to that part Uh, when asked for comment they said that it was a non-issue they focus on serious issues oh sorry could you just do that in your best french accent Oh boy! I am not <laughs> on, the, on the spot. No. All right, Lloyd. Lloyd, have you got this feel, quote no, written no. down? Feel, feel free to do Camp German if that's more on your locker. <laughs> no, if you if you do, on the show, if you can't do an accent, you default to Camp German or Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the quote, so I can't step in. Uh, all right, I'll give it I a well then. I don't, have you Kate, ever done? I've an never accent? done it. Kate does an accent or an imperse voice impersonation on almost every episode that we do. Oh, this she is your chance, is, oh, Kate. Kate please, please. I can't do French though. I'm sorry. And I can't. I can't, I can't do German. <laughs> See, I could do it in a country, like a country, maybe a British, uh, maybe if I really focus Irish. That's about it. Look, but Britain, Britain, and France. I could do it in close. Valley Girl. <laughs> I don't think that would translate in Valley Girl, though. Let's do your British accent. They're only separated by a channel. Oh, it's pretty God. much the same place. Yeah, and they don't she hate each other, really. It's all she does a good one. All right, fire away. When I put on the spot, it's really hard. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help, right? <laughs> no. Because now I'm in my own head and I probably won't be able to do it. <laughs> uh, let's see, where are we? What, what, what one are you reading? It's, it's, it's exactly a non issue. Yeah. It's exactly a non-issue. We focus on the serious issues. This is my snotty. I figure she'd be snotty. <laughs> then nice. she says in her about, oh, she says that they were made in Belgium. And she said, we are in a serious, a very serious moment dealing with very serious issues. And we are not focusing on the name Americans give to potatoes. It turned a little bit German at the end. I like that. Or Russian. <laughs> I thought, I I thought it was really good. Mix. Yeah. I mix my accents. Pretty, pretty I go country sometimes, which is also very fun. <laughs> but that was the best part. And there wasn't a quote about it is the fact that she emphasized that French fries actually originated in Belgium. Yeah. Not France. I basically thought, being like, look, I don't give a shit what you call them. They're not French. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't care less. We don't give a shit what you call your potatoes. Can we focus on, you know, the whole, <laughs> the wall, yeah, all the <laughs> other things that we need to talk about? <laughs> Two buildings got blown up. And you're trying and to invade people the country. Died and you're doing this. <laughs> Oh, Who cares? <laughs> this whole thing actually spawned off a documentary and that came out in 2006 and Did the it? title of it was which was great 
The title was Freedom Fries and Other Stupidity We Will Have to Explain to Our Grandchildren. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love Amazing. It so much. Super relevant. <laughs> have you seen it? No, no. but I, after we did the we research, do I'm like, watch oh my it. God, I'm watching this. Yeah, there's going to be a number of things. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I tried to find uh, when when I did a little bit of research on Freedom Fries, it led me to Urban Dictionary. Did you guys see the definition for Freedom Fries? No, in Urban no. Dictionary. It was awesome. It said rectangular faux potato sticks preferred by idiots who have no idea they've been manipulated by the government to hate all things French and never knew the Statue of Liberty was a gift from France. And then quote, "I am a zombie who cannot think for myself and cannot distinguish between the French president and a French citizen, nor tolerate someone whose opinions differ from mine." Please allow me to expand my ass and shorten my lifespan by consuming large quantities of freedom fries. That's the, like, in-context quote. Yeah. That is awesome. And talking about Urban Dictionary, you guys did a thing with conspiracy theories. I just wanted to bring this up really quick. I loved it. It was so funny. Oh, with uh, with Lloyd's mum. Yes. Oh, my God. I loved it. So, you should look up an Urban Dictionary, Fadge Veg. F-A-J. That sounded very dangerous coming across. So, it actually is restaurant lingo for fajita veggies. No. You call it fadge veg. Oh, you shouldn't, though. No, you should not, which is why we were making fun of it. So, we made it into a new meaning, and (laughs) we looked looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and it's actually really funny. So... Whenever you guys have the chance, you should look that up. I'm doing it right now. Have a good now. laugh about it. The problem Hopefully is... it still pops up. The first thing that comes up is just fadge on Urban Dictionary, F-A-J. And Which it is, is Australian. <laughs> what? It says Australian slang. That's what I got. Aussie slang. For what, Lloyd? For vagina. <laughs> I stuck it in her fadge as the, the context <laughs> quote. F-A-J is? Yeah. Yes. The one that comes up for me is the vagina of a gay, not woman, women. <laughs> <laughs> it's derived. Oh, this is terrible. How do we have different urban dictionaries? <laughs> Can you spell it again? Because I got some F A J V E G, all one word. Yeah, here it is. V E G. Oh, no, mine is different still. It says condition causing people to believe in ridiculous internet based conspiracy theories such as 9 11 truthers, flat earthers, and people who think the moon landing was faked. <laughs> Yeah, mine's not coming up. I'm just getting some very derogatory slang. That's <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's it right there. That conspiracy theory one. Oh, okay, read. cool. Yeah, yeah so that's good. for your conspiracy theory episode. Ah, and sorry, the, um, I got lost in all of the dirty things Lloyd was talking about. No, yeah, no, that's <laughs> it right there for conspiracy theorists. That's and the, what they're called. The Fadge qu- veg. The quote's quite good. Person one, did you hear the new manager is stupid enough to believe the Earth is flat? Person two, yeah, he has a total case of fadge veg. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that actually came from a restaurant I worked at. Really? And that whole situation actually happened. Really? (laughs) Wait, really? Yes. Your restaurant's the origin of that? Yes. Her old restaurant. A restaurant that I used to work at because my new manager, my my assistant, he was, uh, he was, he believed in flat earth and that 9-11 was fake. Total fadge veg. He was a total fadge veg. (laughs) I hate saying that. One word. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my lord uh that's awesome <laughs> sorry about that little tangent i know nope, we're all about tangents we love tangents show. <laughs> as do we yeah good so speaking of um of of tangents i looked up so so the the it was originally like you said it was originally freedom fries originally came up at a diner in north carolina called cubby's diner and i was like mm-hmm. wonder yep. if we could still go to cubby's cubby's is closed you guys unfortunately yeah, we found Makes out sense. we were going to go there too. Really? We were rushing to get there. <laughs> I just really want to see the Freedom Fries. I saw. We pic- were like rushing to the car and then found out. Oh, uh, they're closed. <laughs> there's a picture of it on some like review websites, and it's just it's, it looks like a shitty side of the mm-hmm. road building, like in a row of shops, <laughs> and it just has a sign on that says "Home of Freedom Fries." <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh th- that's the one. Uh, but I did it- see some Yelp reviews for Cubbies, mm-hmm. which I'd like to read for you. Hit yes, us with the best oh my ones. God. There were only three. <laughs> so you can have all of them, <laughs> Lloyd. Uh, a restaurant that fueled hatred towards the French for not supporting our war in Iraq. One star. That's all you get. Pretty, like, matter of fact. And then yeah. after that, there was a guy whose picture looked like he was a total douchebag. And it was, great spot for burgers and fare. Nice little sports bar that is kept very clean and well. 
I was like, okay. And then the last one is my favorite. The origin of freedom fries. America's dumbass and pathetic response to France not supporting the war on terror. A misinformed crusade for oil and control in the Middle East. Burn in hell, jingoistic shithole. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's the reason they closed. <laughs> yeah. There was that review right there. Everyone stopped going. Oh, it was solid. Oh what God. was that? So that I don't even know what jingoistic closed. means. Uh, it what does good, it mean? Though. It uh, does sound really good. I'll just look it up on Evan Dictionary real quick. Jingoistic shithole. I feel like I want to describe more places like that. <laughs> uh, according to Evan Dictionary, aggressively, obtrusively, or interferingly displaying patriotism. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great word. That is a good word. Yeah, so pretty much everyone that had anything to do with this ended up going down because the, not only did that restaurant close down, but the repre- the congressperson that got all those re- menus changed, mm. he had to resign in 2006 because of some scandal that he was in, too. So definitely an upstanding. Yeah, I was going to say, so he's a, he's a really good guy then. A political scandal? No. Can you believe <laughs> it? In the Shock. U.S.? <laughs> what? <laughs> Our politics here are spot on, you guys. <laughs> spot on. Uh, no comment. I would say the only thing that I didn't bring out is if anybody's heard of French's Mustard, which yes. is a brand yep. in the yeah. United States, yeah. they actually had to put out a statement when all this came out no. because pe- they were afraid people were going to boycott their mustard. And so they had to put a statement out that basically just said, we're it's not from France. It's just our family name. You know what they should they have done? They were so scared. They should have changed it to Freedom Mustard. <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> would they would have really cashed in for a year. They would have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, because we also read how not everybody was really into the, the petty name change. That a poll in 2005, it basically revealed that two-thirds of the U.S. thought the whole thing was just silly. Well, it was yeah, it pretty seems silly. Like, it's like petty, petty grandstanding. Uh, unnecessary. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was so stupid. It was so stupid that I think I just blocked it out of my whole memory. Of course, I was pregnant through most of this, so <laughs> I was miserable and hated everything. So I'm sure I hated it, though. <laughs> oh, man. It also birthed that wonderful saying, freedom never tasted so good. I think that came from the whole freedom fries thing. Did it really? Which yeah. for me <laughs> reminds me of Team America. I don't know if it happened in Team America, but freedom never tasted so good. Feels like a Team America or like a Sassam kind of thing. Yeah. So but, I don't have anything on on freedom fries, but I was googling petty French things <laughs> and didn't find a lot. But there's a place in England called Petit France in Gloucestershire. Like petty, like small in French, like petit no. France. Petty, spelled like, like let's really? call it petty. Ooh. It's called Petty France. And I was like, there's got to be some good stuff. Nothing. Very small, boring town. But I found a quote um, by Jane Austen. Jane Austen describes Petty France as a dull two-hour rest stop on the road between Bath and an abbey. And she said, there's nothing to be done but eat without being hungry and loiter without anything to see. Wow. Wow. Very petty so, comment. What a shithole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she could have been right. It could be a terrible As a transition place. backwards, Mark Twain absolutely hated Jane Austen. Oh, <laughs> he did. He yes, did. He said <laughs> he said she should be dug up and hit over the head with her own shin bone. <laughs> did he really? what, I, what I loved about yes. that quote is he said every time I read Jane Austen, I think she should be dug up and hit with her own shin bone. But then I'm like, yes. stop reading Jane Austen. <laughs> Why do you keep reading it? it? He does it to wind himself up so he can get angry at someone. Whenever he's like he not raging at the post or somebody else, he's like, just going to quickly read a bit of Jane Austen and I'll Pick get mad Pride again. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I, I do not like Pride and Prejudice. So I was loving all of that. Do you Never think about it. digging up a body and hitting it with itself though? And now I do. Now after <laughs> hearing Mike Twain yeah, say that, enough. I'm like, oh my god, that's so good. I'm de- I'm stealing it. That would be a. Uh, that would be too much. Could should we do it? Where's she buried? I don't know. Can we find out? <laughs> Live episode. I, I have had to watch people that I used to hang out with all the time. Loved it. Pride and Prejudice, and they would always have me over, try to get me over to watch the movie. And I went one time and made it about. 
I don't know, 45 minutes into it, 40 minutes into it and wanted to die. And I was like, <laughs> I'm leaving. Die. I can't. I can't do this. I'm going elsewhere in this house. I can't handle this anymore. How funny would it be, though, if we went to her grave, dug it up and she actually was missing her shin bone? <laughs> he already did it. it he would, did it. That's why he wrote about it. It would be hilarious until we got arrested. <laughs> and then we dig up Mark Twain and he's got three shin bones. Yeah, suspicious. <laughs> and a, a weird, a weird skeleton smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when we when we reburied Mark Twain, I would just fill his grave with letters and post. <laughs> it's st- his own stamp yeah. with his own stamp yeah. on every Son single of one. A bitch. <laughs> oh my god, this has gone off on a very bad tangent. <laughs> I think it's the best tangent we've been on. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great tangent. We haven't talked about uh, exhumation before, so <laughs> it's a new new tangent. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> New ground for the unintelligent digging up dead bodies podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which they used to do all the time in the past. You know, that was like That's a true. big deal. Just for entertainment. And you got paid money. <laughs> we could we could get money maybe from it. That's how they used to make money back in the day. But they actually used to do that with mummies. Going back to one of our other episodes is they would dig up mummies and they ground up all the mummy oh. wrap and the bones and they made up a color called mummy brown. Mummy brown. No. Oh, Which he asked name. me where Mummy Brown came from, and I guessed very sarcastically. They ground up mummies and put it in the paint, <laughs> and I was right. I was like, "Oh, Mummy Brown is a color." They used to use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. They ran out oh. of mummies. Yeah, that's like a, that would be an expensive color to mm-hmm. to make. <laughs> I don't know and how disgusting. they'd react though. If, if I showed up to the doors of MIT and I was like, how much do you guys pay for bodies in 2022? They'd be like, excuse me? What if they're two famous ones that <laughs> yeah. didn't, like one didn't like the other one? Does that <laughs> yeah. change your mind? And we got a bunch of shin bones and a bunch of mail. <laughs> how much? <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. The unintelligent no. chat show oh, does not okay. endorse exhumation uh. of famous people. Any people, actually. <laughs> any people. <laughs> Do we have anything? Oh, it's more sad that on, we have on... to say that because someone might actually be like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you guys talked about this, so I dug up my grandma and here's a shin bone. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> I look to be honest, I would still wouldn't hate be it. mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially if they mailed it to you with a Mark Twain oh, stamp phenomenal. and very long definitions of where you guys live and yeah. what you look I like. Would- I would move. I would move so quickly, but I'd be I'd be kind of proud of them. Imagine imagine all the content, you guys. <laughs> Do we have anything more on Freedom Fries, or is this a really good dark place to end the episode? I, I, I think have- now that we've gone dark, it's great. <laughs> Let's end it on this dark note, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my lordy. Uh, that, that was great. I don't know how to... F- uh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to think be thinking about digging up dead bodies. It's going to sleep with the light on tonight. Can I possibly yeah. dig up a dead body? <laughs> yeah, not thinking about the horror version of it. Thinking about no, the, just, the logistics. Huh, can this happen? <laughs> we'll make it happen. We won't. It's not a thing. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much for regaling us with Freedom Fries. It was awesome to have you guys on. It was a blast. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having us. We enjoyed it too. Absolute pleasure. For our listeners, can you please reel off your various handles and or things that, that they should find you on? So pretty much everything's on our website, Let's Talk Petty.com. Perfect. We're most active on Twitter, which is Let's Talk Petty Pod. Excellent. And you can listen yeah. to us pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or anywhere. on our website. Or oh. you can stream it on our website. Or you can go on our website and leave us a message. You can record a message. Record. Telling, us, a, telling yeah. us about some petty stories that you've been involved with. And we like sharing those stories, too. Much like That's your awesome. story about hiding the shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Great. I might submit that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> yes. You should. But you have to remember what you were mad at her about. <laughs> Yeah. I know, I'll have to ask her, maybe she'll remember. <laughs> oh, she knows. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, everyone should go and check out Let's Talk Petty if you haven't already. It is an excellent show made by excellent people. Lloyd, if people want to hear more of our trashy show made by terrible people, where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> We're on Twitter at the UCS Pod, uh, the UCS Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, the UCS Pod as well. Yep. Email us, complaints, comments. Tell us what we said wrong. Um, if you want to learn more about 
Let's Talk Pet and you can't find them, come to us and we'll direct you to them. They're an awesome podcast. Indeed. We're so happy you guys can make the time on a Sunday. Yeah, to, it was to awesome. Along. Oh, yes. Of course. And I've uh, got to write up a complaint email after this about this podcast. <laughs> oh, please do. We'd love it. <laughs> wow. Deep, deep I poverty. want you to have your mom it. on more. Deep have kids. your mom on the show more. She's incredibly busy. We'd love to have Sean on every episode, but she's got a lot on, apparently. Well, tell her. I re- I'm called, requesting her. <laughs> it's called being retired and traveling around the country. The train. I'll try and nail her down for an episode. <laughs> we'll make again. it happen. Uh, oh, she's off doing cool things, heard. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. She <laughs> should be with us on our trashy podcast. The audacity. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> the audacity. Uh, yeah, so please listen to both the podcasts. If you love it, write a review, subscribe, do all the things, uh, and... Otherwise, we will speak to you all next week, episode nine. We've got some funny things to say, and then we're gearing up for a massive season three, episode 10 finale. It's going to be excellent. Uh, so until then, have a very unintelligent week. Cheerio. <laughs>